you don't want to get that wrong. Oh, I have before, and people let me have it. <laughs> I know. I was listening to that one, too, and I'm like, of everything that you choose to focus on, that that's, that's what you're going to nitpick? Come on. Right? Like, I only have, like, 1,500 <laughs> followers, and somehow they're all haters out of all of them. So, everyone that's listening, this is episode 115. Uh, so, welcome back to the podcast. For this podcast, if you haven't listened before, it's going to sound a lot like we have two teachers sitting down, having a couple of beers, or four, five, or six, if you're me, and just talking, honestly, sometimes talking shit about education when it happens. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that goes on that's kind of messed up, and so if we don't drink and laugh about it, we may cry about it, so why not? (laughs) Um, So if you haven't already, rate and review whatever app you're listening in. That helps out the show. It bumps us up in those rankings, whatever you want to call it. You can always reach us, classroombrew at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on social media at Classroom Brew. If you do email us, please send like a voice memo or something like that. I'll play it on the podcast itself. And then if it's a question or something like that, happy to respond to that. How long has it been since we've seen each other from when I student taught and we co-taught together to now? I'm trying to remember. I It has to be three, three years three years or so. Yeah. yeah, give or take. yeah it's my third year. So yeah, that's weird. That is weird because it doesn't feel like three years have gone by. No, not at all. Well, so uh, everyone, this is Lisa. So Lisa used to be my co-teacher when I was student teaching way back in the suburbs, <laughs> <laughs> which is such a different world from the city of Chicago. It but. sure is. <laughs> when uh, I was still at UIC getting my master's degree, mm-hmm. I moved out, got my own place. It was a little bit of freedom and I loved it here. But yeah. it's super different from when I was here. It's way cooler. <laughs> Everything's way cooler it's way now. way cooler? Oh, okay. Well, it really is. So I remember when I started too, this is like before like you and I got to like the point where we were like comfortable like being real with each other, like having those candid moments. There were certain teachers in the school that like I vibed with in my short 14 weeks that I was there and certain ones that I didn't. And so there was one time, and now I teach in CPS, but at the time I had only like done an internship in a CPS school. And I noticed that the school that I was student teaching at, uh, that you were working at at the time, they had one-to-one technology. And I just made some comment like offhand, like, oh, it's so cool that your guys' district has like the resources <laughs> to like, you know, pay for all this stuff. And the teacher goes, oh, I hate it when people say that. <laughs> and then I just like looked and I looked over at you and you gave me a look like, <laughs> struck a chord. <laughs> I was like, oh God, I just got off to like the wrong foot. This was like day two. And I was like, oh my God. I don't even know if you remember that. That was such a long time ago, but... It sounds like something that that teacher would have said. <laughs> oh, I just shot myself in the foot. That just set the pace right there. So we, t- we joke about like restorative justice. Like, what did you do to make my son like cuss you out? What did I do to get her pissed off me the entire time? Told him to turn in his homework. <laughs> so I guess uh, a little bit of background. So before um, I was student teaching at that school, you had, you had been there for a while. We obviously won't use the name of the school. Before we jump into where you're at now, what led you to eventually teaching special ed and co-teaching and all that stuff in that school? Uh, well, it goes back to, um, I went to Illinois State for two years. My mom's not going to listen to this, so I feel like I could say <laughs> this. I got into a better school than Illinois State, and my parents said, we're not paying for you to go out of state. You party too much. So <laughs> <laughs> was that the case? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, so you're going to pay for me to party at ISU? And they're like, it's a lot cheaper than out of state. There you go. So we uh, say this as we're drinking beers. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> so while I was at Illinois State, I initially went in for teaching, 
because I've always just kind of thought, like, I think I'd be a really good teacher. I like working with people. I like helping people. There you go. Took a teaching class. Hated it. Hated the teacher. <laughs> like, soured me from teaching. But I was taking a criminal justice class at the same time. And I'm like, I really like this. So after two years at Illinois State, transferred to UIC. I was at UIC, criminal justice degree, working for the university. May of my senior year, I told my parents that I have been tutoring inner city kids for the past six months through an initiative with uh, Chicago Public Schools and the Chicago Police Department. And I like it. I'm going to get my master's in special ed and uh, I'm going to teach kids. There you go. My parents were like, that's great. We're not supporting your grad school payments. Oh, so no. oh, <laughs> we'll support you. Oh, geez. But uh, yeah, so I went and uh, three and a half years later, got my master's in special ed, got a job teaching in Chicago public schools, and I was K through four. I liked it, but I'm not a K through four teacher. Like I- <laughs> Why you say that? I hate singing songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's like uh, Ellen DeGeneres' wife. <laughs> They're like, why don't you have kids? And she's like, you know that like high pitched squeal when kids have immense joy? <laughs> yeah, Portia hates that. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah, they, like I, I tolerated it, and I'm like, I just, mm, I don't know. Like I got puked on, I got lice. Oh God! Um, what did you do to provoke that? <laughs> <laughs> it was awful, though. It was something. So, um, like I was telling you, we moved out of the city, bought a house in the burbs, got a job at a suburban high school, and one of the things my She's a really good friend of mine now. She had said, she's like, we're just a little concerned. She's K through four, like going to high school. And my coworker said, she's made for high school. You should hear the sarcasm on this one. Like, <laughs> she's going to be a great high school teacher. It doesn't translate well to kids in the city. So mm. um, I just, I don't know. I think people, when they say to you, you're a special ed teacher, you must have so much patience. I'm like, No. I have little to no patience. I, I don't tolerate if you have the capability to do it and you're just not doing it, I'm going to call you lazy. Mm -hmm. I have an understanding. Like it's not your fault that you're having a hard time understanding this or that you're having a hard time with the numbers. Like everybody learns differently. And I think that's what got me into special ed is working sure. with these inner city kids. And it's just a lot of them had undiagnosed special ed issues. And I'm like, I want to help that. That's what I want. Yeah, absolutely. Well, especially in a district where you, they actually have those services. Mm -hmm. Like if you were to evaluate like all of my students, 75% of them would be in special ed anywhere else. Yeah. But they're in an honors group in the city of Chicago because like you said, undiagnosed, there's yeah. so many issues going on. It, it's absurd. But oh, it is. Did you find that like your patients for adults? You might say like, well, I don't necessarily have any patients, but I feel like we do still use up a lot of our patients on the kids. And I feel like I've brought this up. So if, you're, if people are listening, they're like, oh, God, stop talking about it, Ryan. I feel like I have no more patience for the adults that are doing X, <laughs> Y, and Z to just drive me insane. Because I use it all up on the kids, like when I have to repeat the instructions 18 times. Do you, we used to go to staff meetings with staff bingo or uh, staff meeting bingo okay. until we got in trouble a couple of years ago. Um, but it was like code for like you guys were drinking in the staff meetings. Every like, time that one teacher would raise her hand and say, I have a question. Oh he just answered that. Why are you asking this question? <laughs> like, or if uh, another teacher would go off on one of his rants because he'd been there longer than anybody else. And 
Um, so you could check that little box off on your bingo card. So no, we weren't drinking yet, but uh, <laughs> that was for after. <laughs> if you did well at staff bingo, <laughs> you might get a beer at the at the bar when you oh, went okay, gotcha. after hours. So nice. um, yeah, we got in trouble for that though. We got caught. <laughs> oh great! <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, what would the penalty be for that? Like, hey, stop. Stop having fun at staff meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Stop making this dry content entertaining and have some stakes and rewards. That's a great idea. I should start doing that. With myself, with no one else, just myself, make a bingo card with like ways that I know I can win. Oh, yeah. With no opponents. And then you could buy yourself a drink on the way home. Oh, my God. Yeah, there you go. High (laughs) five. This is a great plan. This is the best way. Um, Yeah, that sounds about right. The staff meetings, especially. Oh, yeah. The PDs and all that stuff. But Oh, God. Yeah, PDs. Not this last August, the August before was the start of my 20th year of teaching. And uh, my husband for, I think, my birthday or I don't know, whatever it was, bought me Zach Brown tickets at Alpine. And I looked at the date and I'm like, crap, I start work the next day. Oh, God. So (laughs) I'm like, you know, we we got a new staff principals coming like it's all gonna be chaos tomorrow on like new super new principal i'm like i'm just gonna go in when the department meeting starts at like 8 30 so that we can stay out and you know drink more spotted cow yeah there you go (laughs) so uh as we are walking into the concert i see my assistant principal (laughs) Uh i hear my name and i'm like Oh, this is not going to end well for me. I'm like, God damn it. Now she's going to be looking for me at 730 in the morning. So you got some pretty rough luck. There. <laughs> I was traumatized. So I had to I had to go to work. Yeah, here you go. It's you rolling up at 830. And also the, the vice principal is pulling up at 830. <laughs> I never know too, when someone's like, yep, I've been in it. So like, you're like, I've been in it for 20 years. I wasn't sure if I should be like, congratulations or be like, condolence. Like, I wasn't fully sure. Like. <laughs> Is there anything that's like your biggest pet peeve? This can be like with coworkers or with students where you're like, I, I can't hang with this. I think it's learned helplessness. I think mm, is okay. a huge pet peeve of mine. That, and it's not just with the kids anymore. It's with adults. Oh, yes. Too, that it's like, like Google it. it- <laughs> <laughs> right. Or just be intuitive. Something. Try something different. Step outside your comfort zone. Right, right. The basics of being a human. Yeah, I think the learned helplessness, pet peeve, and as I think a special ed teacher, another trigger for me was always, I can't do that because I have Mm. ADHD. I have a a learning disability. I'm like, I know. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Let's work on bettering yourself instead of using that as your crutch. Right. right. So I think that, uh, yeah, and the learned helplessness. Yeah. We get that a lot with anger issues. Like, oh, I have anger problems. It's like, it doesn't mean you can go threaten a police officer in our building right now, sir. (laughs) Let's work on this right now. Life skills. Life skills. Exactly right. No, it's funny you mentioned that. Now, I don't know how much I can say. I probably won't say too much, but needless to say, even though we only worked together for like 14 weeks when I was student teaching, oh, less really, because the first week and the last week is just, you're kind of just there. But I missed having you as a a co-teacher because in CPS... Co-teaching is a whole different ballgame. Like, really? The first like few weeks, I was asking you like, how does co-teaching work? And like, what, like, when do you want to take the lead? And I work as like the auxiliary help and things like that. And like, 
How does it work? And you're like, oh, I'd love to take the lead. <laughs> if I were to ask that now of a co-teacher in CPS, they'd look at me like I was senile. Really? For the most part, they'll come in if they come. That's part of it. And uh, just sit there. That's it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they're getting minutes, I guess. Yeah. Not support minutes. but And that's not all of them. I, there are some. So like my buddy Mike, who was my first co-teacher, he did a very good job of we didn't have any time to like plan and coordinate, but he would just come in and like wherever he saw kids needed help, he was just like like lock and key. He was in yeah. there, which was great. But it's a whole different story this year. I remember like some of our like looks that we would share. I remember I was I was <laughs> featured on like some like the district had like a YouTube thing and the students would like create stuff. And there's this video of you and I at one of my mentor teacher's desks and they were like, act natural. <laughs> like, had you not said anything, <laughs> you could have had <laughs> And so we like, they were like, say something funny. And we, we like turned to each other and we like pretended to say something and just started laughing off the setting of the video. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've seen that. I'll have to find it. For some reason, that's like the biggest thing that stood out to me. But was there anything that you remember from, because the election was going on at that time. So I, think you I remember do that remember that. But we were talking right before we were recording, there was the girl that when we were talking about like, what's the... <laughs> purpose of government or like some like vague question and she said well you can't trust the politicians and that's why trump's going to come in and drain the swamp and make america great again and you and i just gave each other a look like oh shit this is where we're at right now (laughs) we haven't gone far from that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, having a student teacher what was that like having me come in probably looking like oh god who's this guy and honestly i was probably like a day or two ahead what was that actually like having to like share the room and try to collaborate with someone that clearly was just trying to stay above water? At fir- When you first hear as a co-teacher, you're getting a student teacher, there's a collective groan of, oh, God, another student teacher. And then as you started teaching, I'm like, holy shit, this kid can teach. Like he knows his stuff. And Man, I had you fooled. <laughs> <laughs> Before that, the teacher I had been working with wasn't really letting me teach. It was, I think, doing what a a typical co-teacher would do. She didn't trust that I knew the curriculum, even though I'm endorsed in social studies. She still didn't trust me to do stuff. So that was hard. And then when we finally started talking and getting to know one another, and when you said, you know, is there stuff you want to do? I'm like, me? Are you talking to me? Like it, it felt like an actual co-teaching experience versus me sitting at the table and taking notes and then pulling groups of kids over and saying, okay, now I'm going to reteach because she's teaching at an AP level. And that was the last time I was in a class like that. I think I transitioned to pretty much strictly bio after that. And Four years in a biology co-taught setting, I had an amazing co-teacher, and we just we got along. Like I, okay. when she got married two summers ago, I got um, the online minister, so I married her and her husband. Oh, ordained! I got ordained. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got what ordained. The, what was the website in case anyone wants to be ordained themselves? Uh, the Universal Life Church, I believe. Okay. So uh, is that valid for life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, anybody out there listening, you want to get married, I will marry you. <laughs> can you add that to like the letters at the end of your name? Like what are the letters you can add now? <laughs> that sounds awesome. Become ordained. I could become um, a doctorate of ministry. 
There you go. I'll just add that on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made up title. Well, I used to do this thing in my second year of teaching where you ever notice email signatures and the titles that people like to use? Oh, yeah. And it's like, all right, we get it. So there's one person in particular that just had like way too many titles. Like, hey, let's consolidate these. <laughs> so whenever, this was like a chain between me and this person. And whenever I would reply, I only have three things that I put in my signature. That's it. But every time I would reply, I would add one more every <laughs> single time. <laughs> and they didn't notice it. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. <laughs> ordained. So yeah, I'm ordained. Going back to bio, like when I first started with her, and it's just a basic bio class. So when I first started with her, like we we didn't hit it off right away because she would take the class and say, my class, my agenda, mine, mine, mine. And I'm like, finally, I said, I'm like, hey, I'm a part of this too. Mm. Like, I get that you haven't co-taught before, but you're setting me up for failure by saying me, mine, this is mine. Oh, and she's here too. So we taught three periods together. And uh, once we kind of sat and talked and figured shit out, like she would say, um, all right, why don't you teach eighth period today? And I'm like, uh, what? She's like, watch what I do the first two periods and you teach the last class. So yeah. then like eighth period kind of became mine. And from that, then the second year, we started, we'd meet during the summer and collaborate and come up with lesson plans. And she's an amazing teacher. And uh, she gets she gets the co-taught population. Okay. So, and that's also really helpful. Like you have to have somebody that gets that these kids do struggle and it's not their fault. So right. we were a really good co-teaching team. So we had, you know, four years together. And at the end of it, like there were days she's like, oh, I have professional development today or we're doing curriculum this or that. And she's like, do you want me to get you a sub? I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't need a sub. Like it's more work to have a sub. Like just yeah. let me teach the classes. So like there were days I was teaching all three of the classes I had another teacher that I worked with, and um, she had said, uh, she, Lisa's really good. Like, she knows her shit in bio. And now that I'm not there anymore, the teacher that is currently teaching doesn't do half of what I did. Oh, And it's frustrating because it's not her fault. Like, it's her first time teaching bio. You can't just expect a co-teacher to come in and say, okay, I'm ready to teach about um, mitosis today. Like, sure. it took me a year to figure it out. And there were still things, like I'd go to the teacher and she, I was lucky with her where I could say, I don't ask you to write an IEP. Don't expect me to write lesson plans. Like, mm -hmm. I will help you, but you're the expertise in this. This is my expertise. So... I was lucky. We had a, good, a great rapport. And I felt like had you stayed at that school, that we would have been good co-teachers. Like, I think yeah, I we think so. would have gotten into a good routine like that. But it's hard because yeah. it doesn't work with all teachers. And I think the class that we were in together, we <laughs> it was pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She didn't want me there. <laughs> right, right. 100% understand that one. Yeah, we have the same because we have some co-teachers that want to do that. But like you said, there's people that just don't want to share. No. I think we're all very territorial. Yeah. Uh, when you, let's say you like go out for like a, sub, or like a, a professional development or a sick day, whatever, do you order a sub for like if you're strictly co-taught or is it just like now that teacher is okay for that day or how does that work? I would get a sub if um, last year I, uh, <laughs> right after spring break, I went on a yoga retreat to Mexico 
Okay. And it just so happened that it was the week after spring break. So I got clearance from my principal and he said, go have fun. And I said, I want to get a sub for at least three days. They're working on a project and it would be good. Like I know the sub that I want to have. She already said she could do it. And he's like, why do you need a sub? I mean, because a lot of times when my co-teacher is gone, she gets a sub. I'm like, it just helps the equality. Like if yeah. I get a sub and or she gets a sub and I don't, the kids see it like, why doesn't Miss A ever get a sub? Mm-hmm. She's not important enough. So I got a sub for the three days that knew what we were doing. She was a retired science teacher. So it was it was oh. a good fit. But yeah. I we have to fight for that. Like as special ed teachers, I felt that our district was initially not supportive of it. And finally, we're like, if you want to push this co-teaching, 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 then you need to treat us as equals. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us get subs now. Good. That's good. You got some traction there. Yeah. And this, it's cool that you, like the subs actually are doing something. Mm-hmm. That's another big difference is that that doesn't happen in CPS. Where I've gotten videos from my AP kids. <laughs> They're not supposed to be on their phones, but <laughs> videos of my sub sleeping Okay. In my yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a whole different ballgame, I guess. But no, that's good, though. I'm glad that it, it seems weird that that's not even like it shouldn't be a question that like if an adult that is teaching is out of the building, should get a sub. Right. That's weird. When you're 30% sped in the class anyway, like I think that's one thing that I pushed with admin, like being there for as long as I had. I'm like the principal came in, <laughs> you're like 10 years younger than me, dude. <laughs> Like, I just got to a point where I'm like, I, how many Fs do I give today? I'm like, zero. So I'm going to go in and just say, this is unfair. Like, this needs to change. This needs to change. I just, mm. I did get to that point where I'm like, it needs to be said. Yeah. And we need to have our voices heard. So going in and saying, you know, we need subs. We need better training. You have to stop putting us in classes we've never taught before. It's not fair. Right. You have to have teachers that are willing to co-teach because when you have 30% special ed kids in there, in addition to the special ed kids, we were also getting a really large amount of 504 kids. Everybody would say, oh, that's just a coincidence. I'm like, it is not a coincidence that out of 28 kids, we've got 30% that are special ed and I've got 11 504s. There is no coincidence there. It was, It's a lot. Yeah. To throw it a teacher that's not qualified for special ed, but in essence are becoming a special ed teacher. So yeah. it is. It's really important to have a teacher with that understanding. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I wish it would have been cool to see if it was longer than 14 weeks when I was student teaching, where would that have gone? Yeah. Because I feel like that would have benefited me moving forward in a different district, in a different area yeah. of the state to kind of see like, hey, how can we make this work? They don't ever have anything like, hey, here's how to share the load in co-teaching because non-existent but no i do remember when i was a student teacher we don't get subs as student teachers back when i was doing that i don't know if you remember this on my way on a wednesday or a thursday yeah, or whatever day accident yeah i got I do remember that. and i wasn't there for i think one or two days or something like that and there's no sub for that and i totally dropped the ball on that i was like well i was trying to sync up with one of my co-teachers and then my other co-teacher was like i got it wherever you're at i'll take it i didn't communicate that to the other one I was like, oh, God, here's strike two. Strike one was I said the thing about pay. Uh, strike two was didn't set her up for success when I wasn't there that one day. I don't I don't even remember how, like, how it, I think she just synced up with what it was, but that was such a weird time. Because when I came back, they were like, you should probably, like, not stand for longer than five minutes. And I was like, what? Like, do you know what I'm about to be doing? Like, But it was it was such a weird thing where 
if you're going through student teaching and you're in this school that's like upper echelon of like achievement it's like holy shit like how do i like i was waiting on the side of the highway for them to come and like tow the cars take the police report i was responding to parent emails <laughs> while i was doing that i like called my like uh student teaching coordinator because i was on my way to the seminar and i was like yeah i think i'm gonna be late and she's like don't come like go home like it's fine don't worry about it but yeah i was responding to student emails or uh, student and parent emails and you you sent me this article not too long ago see that was a good segue i just realized yeah, it that was. <laughs> you sent me this article about so there's obviously helicopter and absentee parents there's also something called a lawnmower parent what's your experience with the lawnmower parent when I mention it to people, they're like, what's that? I'm like, it's the parent that will pave a smooth path for their kids so they never have to feel any stress or anxiety or trauma or drama. They just take care of everything ahead of time for them. So when they encounter something like a teacher saying, you have this giant project due tomorrow and you haven't even started it and I have documentation with the amount of times that I have tried to engage you in this and we've sent emails home. The parent will call the principal oftentimes, <laughs> sometimes the superintendent's office and just say, this is unfair. My son is being punished. He's got an IEP and he's got accommodations and he has a 504 and we're going to sue. Oh, they, oh, the sue part. That's nice. Oh, yeah. We get, we're going to sue the district. It's <laughs> the magic word. Oh, um, it's a 50 point project. Like, <laughs> <laughs> out of 100 things we've done. <laughs> why, what? Why are we suing? Like, why don't you just come to me instead of going to my boss? And it's translating too into the workplace with, you know, like my brother had said, I get, well, I have kids that come in for interviews, and um, he was talking to one of them one time, asking him questions, and he's like, dude, are, are you on your cell phone right now? <laughs> Jesus. He's God. like, hang on. <laughs> and he's like, he, he put his finger up at me. He's like, get the fuck out of my office. Like, this interview is over. Yeah. And the parent called and said, can you give him another chance? Those are the lawnmower parents. Like, mm. let me do everything I can to set you up for success in life rather than let you fall and struggle, which we probably did. I know I did numerous oh, yeah. times. Oh, like yeah. life is hard. And I think I'm I have how old is my son now? 14? He's 14. He's a freshman in high school. And uh, I sent him a text today and I'm like, if I get one more missing assignment notification from you on like <laughs> uh, like we are going to spend Thanksgiving week together figuring out how like, there's a disconnect for you. And he's like, no, I just need to turn it in. I'm like, then turn it in. Like, what? <laughs> the easiest part, arguably. So, like, when I, I talked to the teachers and I'm like, well, you know, I got him a tutor for he's somehow ended up in an honors geometry class. So freshman in a sophomore level class. And he struggles. So I got him a tutor. And I've been honest with the teacher. Like, if you don't think he's he's ready for honors geometry, let's move him down. Like, I'm not going to fight this. And she's like, yeah. that's so refreshing. <laughs> Damn it. I have parents that are like, can I come and observe and see what he's doing? So Whoa. that, I, yeah. She's like, do you want to come into my classroom and observe? I'm like, hell no. I'm like, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine having the time. Like, holy shit. I, so it just, I, 
in the 20 years that I've been teaching and the 16 years that I've been in, in the suburban school, I've noticed a shift of parents trying to fix all the problems for the kids. And mm. it's, I feel like it is kind of epidemic. I don't think it's just a Midwest problem of what did you say that set my son off? Mm-hmm. You know, it's your problem. You did something wrong. My son, and they always start with, I know my son's not an angel. I know my son's not perfect. <laughs> and then, but. Right, right. So I I just saw so much more of that. And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't even. And then ironically, it's kind of what I do now. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. See, that was your perfect segue. So there you go. Know. So I know. So you were, you were in, it would be your 20th year, but. Uh, right now, you are not in the classroom. You're on a leave. So what's the position that you're in now? I am working with students in college as kind of like an executive function coach. Think okay. of it that way. So there's a, a need where, and I saw it a lot in the high school. And as a special ed teacher at my school, I taught in five classes and I had a caseload of special ed kids. So I got to the point where I'm like, I am not doing either job well right now. And when I started out teaching, I always said to myself, like, if I get to a point where I am becoming that miserable teacher, like I need to take a step back and reflect. So Mm. I kind of fell into my position. I was talking to someone, I told you I went on my yoga retreat and I met a woman there and she was talking about her son who's really, really smart, Mm. but just can't organize himself to save his life. So he meets with a woman and she kind of helps him organize himself, go talk to professors. And he's like, I'm paying X amount of dollars at this university. And it was like X, 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 X amount of dollars. I'm like, it's a lot of X's (laughs) on that. So (laughs) she's like, you know, it's, it's assurance that he's doing his stuff and it's not mom telling him to get his stuff done. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just, you know, that assurance. I'm like, I'm intrigued. Tell me more because what you're doing, your your son, like getting this coaching, that's my job as a special ed teacher. Like I am supposed to be meeting with these kids and helping them with the executive function skills because so many of our kids don't have it. Not just the special ed population. I think a lot of high schoolers are not prepared for college to go yeah. and have, like, I don't feel like I was prepared when I went to college. I just, I muddled my way through until I figured <laughs> out what I wanted to do. But having this is like, it's a dream come true for me. Mm-hmm. I miss the classroom and I miss teaching, but I feel like I get to case manage one kid at a time for an hour at a time, once a week or twice a week. It's It's been great. Like yeah, I've written like curriculum for them and just, you know, talking with them and seeing growth. I had a kid email me, email me. He texted me. Um, <laughs> watching shows with my husband, I get a text. I'm like, oh my God, this kid got an A on his math test. He went from an F at midterm and now he is an 85%. There and we set goals with them every week. And then we kind of rate them. Like some of the goals too are like, <laughs> I want to drink less this week. <laughs> <laughs> Can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> Was that, like, your, was that your goal or the student's goal? <laughs> might have been mine. <laughs> so, you know, then when we meet, I'm like, well, how did you do on your goal? He's like, oh, man, on a scale of one to four, I failed. I'm like, 
So what number would you give yourself? He's like, no, zero. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, so what are we going to do different this week? And just holding them accountable. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool now that I've been doing it for a semester. I really enjoy it. And I've, I've built rapport with the kids and they're fun to work with. And the texts they send me, like they're funny. And I don't, like some of the kids I don't jive with. And uh, sometimes my husband after a session will be like, <laughs> can I get you a glass of wine? <laughs> <laughs> so these are these are like Skype or like a FaceTime yeah, type of thing, right? Skypes, okay, yeah. Okay. And how many memes do they send you to communicate when they text, by the way? Is it all memes and GIFs and like vines and stuff like that? No. Oh. Well, if I can get them to send me a text, I do a happy dance. Oh, okay. There you so, go. I had kind of mentioned to my boss, I'm like, well, I send out calendar invites and I have a 24-hour notification and then a 30-minute notification. And then for some of them, there's a 15-minute notification. And Five they second, still, second, yeah, <laughs> they still, like, when it's 2 o'clock, they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I totally forgot I was supposed to meet with you. I'm like, <laughs> lies. I saw you read the text last night. And then I send them a text reminder the night before and I'm like, just a reminder, we're meeting tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Per my previous text message. Or, <laughs> and remember, we, as we a friendly reminder. Been doing this for the past eight weeks now. Like, I don't right. know why this is a surprise. <laughs> How many kids? You said like, what, nine I work or with so? nine kids, okay. yeah. Do you find yourself, like, are you able to, because when you're teaching, you have a million things on your plate. Do you find it easier now that you're kind of taking a step back from the classroom to focus on those nine and be present? Yes. And that's what I really, really enjoy. So I've kind of gotten into a routine the night before I work with them or in the morning. The learning curve was harder than I thought it would be. So now that like we're past mid midpoint in semester, we're coming up on finals, um, I feel like the sessions are going smoother. I send up follow-up emails when I'm done. And I I feel like everything is more on point. And um, I mentioned to a kid, I'm like, oh, you know, this is my first time doing this. Like, I just started. He's like, really? I thought you'd been doing this for years. I'm like, well, I had a job as a teacher. I was kind of in training for it, I guess. So it's been kind of nice. But I do. I feel like I'm, I'm present when I'm with them. And you get to know them and you get vested with them. So yeah. think of the kid that you work with one-on-one, you do, you get vested in it. So when I meet with these kids every week, a couple of weeks ago, I told a kid, I'm like, I, we have problem solved this five ways from Sunday. I'm like, I, I'm out, I'm out. Like, I don't know what to do at this point. Like, you need to go talk to the professor and you need to just tell them, like, I don't have my shit together. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm a hot mess. Like, can you help me out here? And he's like, I think I can do that. I'm like, I think you have to. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, they don't listen to me all the time. But it's cool when you have the kid that's the one kid that texted me, he got an A on the math test. Mm-hmm. He got 100 on the test before, and then he got a 90 on this other one. I'm like, that's amazing. He's killing the game. He is. And at the same time, I'm like, why don't you go on for office hours and talk to your professor? And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> like, it's it's a big part of the game. Like, yep. if you're not going to do this, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not your mom. And that's what I think works with it is I'm good with working with the executive function skills with them. And I'm not their parent. Like, sure. I'm not going to yell at you. 
So you have to be honest with me. Like if you didn't do well on a test because you were still drunk from your party the night before, like I we've all been there. Like let's just problem solve how to fix this going forward. Right. It's been nice. I have a, a really good mentor so that gives me good ideas and I work with just a really good group of people. Mm-hmm. So they're giving me ideas and like the learning curve was steep. I didn't think it would be as hard to learn how to do this. And now that I've gotten over the hump a little bit, I'm like, I think I might pick up a couple more kids next semester. And okay, film. like, yeah, my days are kind of nice. I work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then Wednesday is kind of a catch up day. And then if I need to do a session on Friday, I will, but I try to not work on Wednesdays and Fridays. So. I also try to not work before nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that's, that's that's the best part. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's nice. I feel like one of the part or one of the main things that makes it more enjoyable is that you're able to be more present because you don't have to worry about the adults. I found myself this year, so like I I had to become the department chair because our really? previous department chair moved on, and the first thing I had to do was, by the way, hire her replacement, like fill the teaching position. A handful of my kids, for example, in my eighth period class, I got pulled because I had to do something for whatever. Right. And I was gone for the entire period. The next day, the same thing happened in eighth period. Today, I was doing like a study session with my AP kids and some of my honors kids. And they said, oh, they need you in the main office. And the kids went, again? And I found that like, not to mention like supervising certain people and observing them and like handling personalities and things like that. Um, All this together. That's been like the biggest thing causing the stress. And I've noticed myself in certain moments when I'm normally present with a kid, like one-on-one, I'm like, I'm not fully here right now. And then I have to kind of like yeah. key back into it. They were asking to do case managing and co-teaching. And do you think that's the biggest factor is like, all right, now I can focus on this kid at this time, with this thing? Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's I do miss teaching. And I know when I was interviewing, that was one thing they were concerned about is, do you think you're going to miss the classroom? I do miss mm. the classroom. I was there. I was in the classroom for 20 years. Like, I like teaching. I like working with the kids in that capacity. And I like seeing when that light bulb clicks. Sure. Yeah. And they get it. Yeah, you get goosebumps with that. that you really like you do. You start blushing and everything. And I've always been pretty honest with the kids where – if they didn't do well on a test, I'm like, well, that that has like that's me. Like I clearly didn't teach it. If everybody did really poorly on the test, like I didn't teach you well enough. So let's take a step back and figure out what can I do, what can we do as a class to make this better. With this job now, working with them one on one, like I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I'm excited to go to work today. Oh, that's good. And yeah. uh, I mean, going to work is I go sit in my desk chair in my office at my house, <laughs> but I miss the camaraderie that you get with working in a school. That's that's hard for me. Like I'm kind of, I, I don't think I'm super social. Like, well, no, I'm pretty social. I like talking. <laughs> <laughs> As you said on a podcast. <laughs> I just, I think I miss, I made a lot of good friends working sure. at my school. Two of the the ladies I, I consider to be my best friends both worked in my school dr- district. They've both moved on, but we've kept okay. in contact. And I've made a lot of really good friends. And that's hard because it's yeah. me working with, you know, 18 to 
I think my oldest one is 23. And um, it's not the same thing. But Mm. when I am working with them, I legitimately will look at I create a calendar for them and I look at the calendar. I'm like, okay, he's got, you know, three tests within this week. Like, let's talk about how we can get you to start studying now. Let's look at what you need to study. Let's look at office hours. Let's look at how you can get the best test grade you can. And like one of my kids is like, I am not going in for office hours. I don't like talking to professors. So when I talked to him last week, he's like, yeah, I met with my professor and we went over my last test and this is where I struggled. So we went over like learning styles for him. And I'm like, look at you, like you're straddling these two different learning styles. These are some tips that I can give you for how to maybe try a different way to study. And he's like, I'm totally going to try that. So it's almost like that light bulb moment where I still get that satisfaction from it because I just, I like helping people. Yeah. Just in this case, executive functions instead of the content or like high school, like study strategies and things like that. And then it's also kind of fun where I have kids in bio. I have one girl and uh, she's doing a project in ecology. I'm like, I did the same project when I taught bio at my high school. I'm (laughs) like, so let me give you some tips on this. This is a good animal to pick. This is not a good animal to pick. You would (laughs) think this would be easy, but... So she picked the animal I suggested. She's like, yeah, the people that picked the ones that thought they were going to be easy, they weren't. I'm like, I know. I know. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I have a friend that uh, teaches English. And uh, like we went to high school together. And uh, now she's teaching English. And she's like really excited because she got to teach a book that like we did in high school. And it's like, have they not written anything better? Like, you know what I mean? Right. But it is nice that you have the insider info, right? Like it makes it a lot a easier bit. to kind of it is <laughs> give them an inside edge. When it came to like the time to transition out of it, like what like what happens when, and granted I'm a third year teacher at this point, but like what's that like to say, okay, this is for sure the decision I want to make. Here are the steps I have to take and the people I have to tell. And it was, it was so hard. And I think when we were teaching together, like that was the start of it. It wasn't an easy like, okay, I'm done. I need to take a year off. Like it was a gradual. There was something that was happening where I'm like, I'm not happy when I go home every day. I don't have Mm -hmm. the same sense of satisfaction when I go to work in the morning and when I leave at the end of the day. I have a husband who travels a lot. So when he's gone and, you know, at middle school or now in high school, and I found when my son said to me one day, he's like, Mom, do you want to go out and play catch? And I'm like, I can't. I have an IEP to write. I have projects to grade. I have lesson plans to write. And his little face fell. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm choosing work over my child. That was kind of the turning point for me. Sure. So I'm like, I, I, like you said, being present with the kids. I'm like, I'm not being present with my number one priority, which is my family. Yeah. So I've always kind of reflected from like my first year teaching through my 20th year teaching. Like I was very reflective in – that lesson sucked. Ooh, that IEP really, I could have written a better goal, but I was just trying to get it done. Like I I do like to reflect and make myself better. And when I took a step back and reflected on that, I'm like, I can't, I can't keep going at this pace and it's affecting my family. So I talked to a coworker and she said, as I said, I'm, I'm going to, you know, air quote, retire at, this was when I was 45 I think I'm 40, I'm 46 now. 
And um I'm gonna believe that partner. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, No, you can't retire. Take a year leave of absence. And I'm like, I didn't even think of that. And she's like, take a year, see what you're gonna do. And I kinda like I said, I fell into this job. Like I had no idea what I was gonna do on my year off. I knew I needed to work. But uh, anyone that knows me knows I love dogs. I like to collect dogs. My husband stopped me at two. And uh, (laughs) like one of my ideas was we have a really big basement. People we bought the house from, like they put a crap load of money into this basement. It's the bar. I think they spent like 20 grand on this bar. Like it's it's nicer than most people's houses. (laughs) And I'm like, let's open bubbly pups. And he's like, what is bubbly pups? I'm like, well, do you like a doggy spa? And while your dog is getting spa'd, you come drink with me at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) My husband's like, I think you need a liquor license for that. And no, no, you're not doing that in the basement. I'm like, great time though. (laughs) Doesn't it? I'm like, well, no, I'm not going to charge you for the alcohol. I'll put that into the cost of your doggy spa. And he's like, who's going to be spying the dogs? I'm like, "Uh, not me. We'll hire someone for that. Bring somebody in. There's no liquor license for that. As my mom often says, she's like, I don't understand how, how does he put up with you? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. He likes me. <laughs> so then we were going to adopt dogs and have a kennel in the basement. And okay. he shot that down too. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so I can't do bubbly pups, which he said was a stupid name, by the way, which I, I great. stand by bubbly pups. Like, I think if you started a podcast, bubbly <gasps> Bubbly pops, yes, yes. (laughs) I kind of thought at one point, like maybe I'll go work at Starbucks. I really like Starbucks, and um, that seems so intimidating. I feel like I could just be that basic bitch working at Starbucks. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like I would get fired instantly. Like when I go there, I order an iced americano. I keep it simple. That like I hear people saying, like I'll have a frappuccino. Panettino, blah 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 blah, blah with a blah, blah. and I, like I don't I would get lost in four seconds I couldn't do it nope no could, could you hang with it I don't think I could I was watching them when we were at the one near where we live and the drive through line was like ten cars deep so we're like <laughs> let's go in I think the drive through was faster but they had like eight people working behind the counter and it still took ten minutes to get our drink yeah. and I'm watching all this I'm like God, that looks like a lot of work so. Yeah, I don't think I could. I could make you tea. I'll make you tea. <laughs> I can, oh, I can pour coffee. Yeah, there you and go. I asked for something one day, and she's like, oh, we don't have the blonde roast. We can do a pour over. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Does it taste the same? Like, they're like, uh-huh. I'm like, it's not even for me. So I'm now <laughs> texting my friend. I'm like, is a pour over okay? No. I'm like, I don't know what to do now. Like, I'll just get you a water. <laughs> I'm the same, like, you ever, like, you ever read, so, like, right now we're drinking this, this Two Brothers uh, Prairie Path, uh, such a good podcaster, I mentioned that from the start, from our <laughs> you ever, like, read the descriptions at, like, a brewery, and it's, like, has a earthy something tone <laughs> with a, a hint of Leather. peppermint and, le- <laughs> like, so, and you're, like, the fuck am I supposed to taste this shit, like, do you want me to swirl, like, I don't understand, so it's, like, when people are, like, spouting off, they're, like, if I don't get a dollop of whipped cream after they mix my coffee, I'm, like, how do you tell? Seriously. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so barista's out. So what were some other things you were thinking about before you found this job? I really thought about um, a friend of mine has a daughter with a pretty severe learning disability. Like she's okay. missing 
part of like a, a fifth chromosome and oh, wow. um, very, very developmentally delayed. And they got her a therapy dog. And since she's gotten the therapy dog, her language skills have improved, her occupational, wow. like um, fine motor, gross motor, yeah. verbal skills. Like she is just overall blossomed. She's never really going to progress to where she can live on her own, but she's communicating so much better because of this therapy dog. So I'm like, maybe I could work with therapy dogs. Like, I would love to train dogs to work with special needs kids or with veterans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PTSD. Yeah. I tried to get a therapy. Well, still am. Then the strike happened. But I've been trying to, like, get a therapy dog in my room full time. Like, he or she would live with me and... Because the benefits are incredible, like Absolutely. literacy, social, mm-hmm. emotional learning, everything, communication, trauma. Yeah. It's incredible. So I've rescued two dogs and just seeing how much, like they just know when you're having a bad day yeah. and having like the second dog we rescued, um, she I think she was found like on the south side of the city like she wasn't abused or anything, but I think she was by a car. Oh, and uh, so we rescued her, and she was so scared when we first brought her home. But over the past, we've had her for almost three years now, and just the love that she gives us, yeah. and you know, she puts her little head on. Like when you're having a bad day, they just sense it. They come yeah. over, and I'm like, oh god, if I could do that for a living. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind yeah. of what I was thinking of doing. And then I got this job working with executive function and college kids. I'm like, it's not dogs, but I'm like, I can work at home and my dogs are in the background. Like, that sounds great. So yeah, like I, there you hang out. There's a couch in my office. So it's funny because depending on where my screen is based on the sunlight, they're like, I can see your dogs in the background. Like they're super cute. <laughs> And then we can have a dog conversation. There you go. Yeah, so, great it's like bubbly pups. Bubbly pups. <laughs> we got to think. About, all right, let's 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 roll with this. What would what would the format be if you were going to do bubbly pups? What would your podcast be about? If this this is like the third time I've done this, this is too fun to like not not do. Bubbly pups would be. Um, you can only drink bubbly drinks when you're talking bubbly oh, pups. Course, so, um, well, I would differentiate for sure. So, <laughs> check off all the boxes. I would have you talk about your experiences with your dogs. Like, okay. let's talk about how you got your dog. I like it. Or cat. Did you rescue? Did you go to a breeder? I'm going to shame you if you went. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching the Grace and Frankie episode when he pretends that he got a rescue, but it was actually like a breeding dog. And he's like, I'm a terrible person. I caved. I'm sorry. Um, no, that'd be great. Bubbly pups. We're going to start. We'll start a, a sister podcast or something like that. Excellent. Excellent. We'll talk about your dog experiences. <laughs> so I figured this is a good time to, well, I need a refill. I don't know about you. I do too. But I figure when we come back, we can do maybe like a handful of things that you miss. And some things that you definitely don't miss. I like it. From teaching. All right, so welcome back. Since Lisa has moved out of the classroom, we have Lisa's list of things that she misses and doesn't quite so miss from teaching. My very top one is I miss the kids. I miss the kids. Like (laughs) one of my favorite stories of some of like my favorite kids was in bio when they were doing an environmental project. And this group was doing it on, you know, conserving water. 
and we had sinks in our bio lab. So they turned the water on and I'm like, you're doing a lab on conserving water and you have water running in the background. (laughs) (laughs) It's right there, guys. Come on. (laughs) This kid is now like a sniper in the Marines too. So um, like he's gone far in life. But I'm like, you know, during that time, I'm like, you're an asshole. (laughs) And I'm like, you're my favorite. (laughs) I miss that. I miss those kids that that connection you have with them. Yeah, yeah. You I, don't mi- get I miss that breeding snipers too. That's not great. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get the connection during the Skype sessions. Like you make mm. a connection, but the kids, that's why we're there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that was things that you miss. All right, what so I one that you don't miss. Don't miss. Um, I'm going to go my 5.30 a.m. alarm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Starting God. Starting at uh, that early hour in the morning, which I was never on time for, doing the scurry of shame. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't miss that. <laughs> I don't even set an alarm anymore, really. That sounds fantastic. It is really fantastic. I have a 450, 5, 510, and it goes, it goes on from there. I think I had a 9.30 session the other day, and I'm like, oh, she's not going to show up. So I set it for <laughs> 9.15, rolled out of bed, put a scarf on. Did a cute little pony. She didn't show up. I went back to bed. <laughs> Sounds great. It, yeah. Cancellations are so that's something that you love about this job. Yes. So yes. if you did a list on things you miss from the current job, if like like when you retire or leave this job, things you miss is students that cancel. Yes. Because <laughs> I still get paid. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to the positive side. Things that you do miss. Um, I miss movie days. You know, that day where you don't have a solid lesson plan and you're like, I'm going to show a movie today. There you go. An incentive day, as we call it. You guys have earned this and so have I. It's better than a mental health day because I don't have to write lesson plans. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to prepare for someone to come in and sleep at your desk. It sounds fantastic. That's a good one. That's a good one. Incentive Uh, days. Incentive days. Movie days. Incentive days. Same thing. (laughs) Things that I don't miss. Institute days. Ah, okay. You don't, like, you don't like when adults have a, a bell ringer for you to do as an adult? They always astounded me that like all the current teaching styles are don't just sit and talk at your kids. Don't lecture hmm. to your kids. You, you need to you know, have the inquiry based and whatever else the buzzwords are now. And yet institute days are eight hours of you talking at me, telling me what I'm doing wrong. Although for us, they're not talking to us. They're reading a slideshow that we know how to read already. Yes, word (laughs) for word, which you're not supposed to do when we teach the kids. Like, don't just read from the PowerPoint or Google Slides, whatever we're using now. (laughs) But, And I'm like, but that's exactly what you're doing for eight hours. The biggest pet peeve. No. Institute days. Yes, don't (laughs) miss those. All right, and one that you do miss. Um, sick slash mental health days. I have yet to take a sick or mental health day, mainly maybe because I'm off on Wednesdays and Fridays, but uh, yeah, I haven't had the balls to call in sick yet and just cancel my sessions. <laughs> what would happen if that, like, does someone take over? Or is it just like, oh, I'll catch you the next time? Or? I think I just have to reschedule with them, which oh, okay. almost sounds like a bigger pain in the ass than just showing up for my, you know, hour long session and calling it a day, putting it on my timesheet. I I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But there is the thought like, what do I do if I'm actually sick? Sure. You know what you could do is you can call in a sub. They come to your home. Yes. They sit at your desk 
and they sleep on your webcam for about 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> Problem solved. We'll get you a CPS sub. Let's do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got it all mapped out oh, for you God, now. I actually have the perfect sub that could do that. <laughs> I cannot remember his name, but he was one where I used to tell my co-teachers, I'm like, if you get sub Mr. X, I'm like, I will stab you in the foot. <laughs> like, that's unacceptable. Right, watch out. You've been warned. I'm out. Peace. See you in two days. I'm going to have IEPs all day. Sorry. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> God, I can't remember his name, but... Yeah, he was... He's definitely listening, by the way. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> he's asleep, but he's listening. He is yeah. asleep. <laughs> Wearing his gym pants. Right. Swishy exactly. pants. <laughs> um, I do not miss writing sub plans. Okay. And going with the subs. They are... Even with, like, the pre-plan, like, here's my emergency sub plan. Mm-hmm remembering where I put it and having somebody come because I didn't have classroom. So then it was oh, that's right. yeah, somebody yeah. had to come in and, and find it on my messy desk and it was embarrassing. <laughs> so yeah, sub plans, even with co-teaching, they're still a pain in the ass to write. Oh, like yeah. That's an hour, hour and a half. I'm not getting back in life. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Not to mention, like, you ever notice, like, when you start to write down all the things that you do, you're like, oh, shit, I do even more than I thought I did. Uh-huh. And you're like, yep, like, make sure so-and-so doesn't do this. And yes. there's a thing on that. And make you, at, at, like, five minutes after, flip the thing. You're like, oh, shit. These are kids you can go to, kids you can't go to. And <laughs> exactly. these are kids that are super needy. And <laughs> this kid is needy AF. You don't want that parent emailing you. <laughs> right. Which I, I've noticed, by the way, there, there's some teachers in my school that, so we all have our own classrooms, which is really nice. Um, and I love my room. Like it's, there's like almost no clutter. It's great. It's nice. Oh, I, I've tried so hard. And granted, it piles up every so often. But sometimes I'm tempted because sometimes when you come with a sub, the next day your room's a tornado. Mm-hmm. And some teachers are just like, no, just send them to the computer lab. And I'm like, I should do that. But yeah, I'm 100% there with you on the sub thing. But oh, that's sub brutal. Plans. Do you remember, by the way, so we talk about like helicopter parents and lawnmower parents. There was one time when I switched a student's seat. This is in our co-teaching classes, the thing I wasn't going to tell you earlier. And I switched their seat. <laughs> Four minutes later, because these kids have internet access, you and I both get an email from a parent saying, why did you switch my kid's seat? And we both look at you like, fuck, what do we do? I'm like, all right, let's think about this pragmatically. Like, what, How do we figure this out? And oh my God, that parent was on it. Yes. Like, and it wasn't just a regular email. It was a link to a locked, secured communication thing for an encrypted message <laughs> to figure out why did you move Cindy Lou Who from seat four to seat seven? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was the most scared I've ever been. Don't miss that. There you go. There's there the don't go. miss. <laughs> There's another one. That wasn't from the list, right? I didn't steal one. No, I put the 500 crazy parent emails at once. <laughs> there you go. Okay, okay, okay. Didn't want to spoil one, but sorry. Yeah, no, but I don't miss that. Like, now they come in one at a time after sessions, but not on the same day. Mm. Yeah. So I get a Tuesday crazy parent, and um, I get a Thursday crazy parent. Yep, that sounds about right. Maybe two on Thursday, but otherwise, Monday, I don't have crazy parents on Monday. So what did your student initiate to make me take a mental health day? About this sort of digestively. <laughs> I could probably say that. I will say <laughs> one thing for my boss. I had a parent tear me a new one. Like oh God. something happened and the parent was like, what are we even paying you for? Like, Ooh. are you going to pay for his classes when he fails? My boss had my back. 
That's good. That's nice. She called the parent and she's like, you cannot talk to my my employees that way. That is mm. not acceptable. I understand you're upset, but you cannot talk to them that way. I got a email apology from that parent. Oh, good. And nice. it's funny, Justice. like when I talk to my former coworkers, they're like, I'm sorry, what? Your boss, what? Had your, had your back? Stood up for you? It was amazing. Like I, <laughs> I, I almost cried. <laughs> Never had that. Yeah, all the happiness, all the happy tears. It really was. All it took was 20 years of not having that. Yes. And that finally. So uh, then going back to the, what I actually know that would be, don't mess would be a boss that doesn't back you up. <laughs> it's all about glass half empty, glass half full. There we go. Put that in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I miss teaching. I love teaching. The day-to-day stuff. Yeah. I do. I really do. I love just standing up there and teaching and asking and having them get stuff. Mm-hmm. It's different than teaching executive function skills, like right. teaching curriculum and having them understand it and getting- It's a different it. light bulb. It is. And yeah, I'm still happy when the light bulb goes on, but I miss the teaching. Yeah. Like it's hard. I think that's the thing I miss the most. Yeah, absolutely. And my bosses, or my bosses, when I was interviewing, they said, do you think you'll miss teaching? I'm like, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. I love teaching. It's ultimately like what I, I have meant to do. And mm-hmm. I think I can still teach the kids the skills now, but it's different than teaching something that you're passionate about. And if I could do both of my jobs effectively, I would still be at the job that I was at, but I had to pick one or the other, and I chose what I chose. Like you said, I had to prioritize the things that are truly important. Yeah. The moment that you see yourself like work is coming before my own family, yeah. that's a huge red flag. Yeah. yeah. What I don't miss is somebody telling me I can't wear jeans on a Wednesday. That actually, does that really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like Mean Girls, the movie. When, uh, yeah. It, you can't sit with us. You can't teach with us. You yeah. Can't work with us. You can't wear jeans on Wednesday <laughs> or th- just on Fridays unless wow. you pay 20 bucks during cancer month or whatever it was. They, um, did, th- they, they did that? Or oh, the- they do fundraisers where you can okay. pay to wear jeans for like 10 days. And I'm okay. like, well, fuck yeah, I'm going to wear the same jeans for 10 days. I don't care. <laughs> so this past summer, like I basically just have to dress nicely from like the neck up have my hair done have some makeup on so like a newscaster this past summer i was working with a kid and my dog started barking so like i went to get her off the couch and i was wearing gym shorts <laughs> my students like i always wondered what you wore <laughs> like i always wondered like do you wear nice pants on the bottom i'm like some days I do. <laughs> and cat's out of the bag. I'm like, but most days I'm wearing workout pants, PJs, sweatpants. <laughs> now imagine if you'd like for some reason transition back to the classroom and you thought you could still get away with that. <laughs> like, what is happening right now, Miss A? <laughs> Where there was one day I had like a nice collar on a t-shirt and I'm like, I'm wearing a fucking t-shirt to work today. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna throw a scarf over that and we're gonna look classy. <laughs> It all works. Don't come after me. It's not cancer month. But we're good. I'm wearing sweatpants on a Wednesday. <laughs> Take that. That so was a, a don't was a miss. Don't so miss. What I mi- I miss my office. Um, you can edit this out if you need to. But uh, we called lovingly. Our office was called Spedquarters. I, I love. I think that's so. Cu- I'm keeping that in. I think that's so cute. That's going to be the title of the episode. Is Spedquarters. 
And um, I don't even know how, like, the name just came up one day. It was like special ed office, sped office. I'm like, sped quarters. <laughs> oh, you coined it? I did. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, this is definitely the name of the episode now. Sped quarters. Sped quarters. <laughs> it was a amazing, it was amazing. Like, it really was. Yeah. They're definite just camaraderie when you're in there. And, you know, you have departments that have issues in them all the time, but we got along. Like, we made it work. Yeah, Not nice. all the teachers in the department were in SPED quarters, but the ones that were in there, like, we had fun. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we would just eat lunch in the office and you just start shooting the shit and laughing. Yeah. And it just – that. I miss that social interaction. Yeah. That would be your other – podcast sped quarters podcast just those moments just like a lot of bleeping of names and modifying story then then the day they gave us um the the little cubicles and there was one day we were making fun of a teacher and didn't realize he was in the office because he was behind his wall and i'm like oh that's awkward (laughs) like i'm just gonna own it (laughs) like hey i'm an asshole sorry but you already knew that (laughs) headquarters um i don't miss department meetings yes as someone that runs them now i don't miss them at all and then like we had to go to department meetings for the departments we co-taught in which were on different days or triple depending on how many different classes you're teaching oh god and then we had levels like so you have like the social study or the uh, geography level or the u.s Mm. history level so then we have level meetings so now i'm going to science department meetings uh special ed department meetings and i have to go to levels for you know chemistry or biology and i'm like i am spending all my time at these meetings and um, we kind of a couple years ago i worked with uh, a special ed teacher and we were talking about level meetings and uh I'm like, dude, I'm going to go take a fucking level meeting right now. And that became our code word for going poop. So. <laughs> That's, I, need to, I need to come up with one of those. That's amazing. One time when I, when I was student teaching Joe, he was like, someone came into his classroom and was like, hey, I got to go uh, meet with him. He's like, you got to take a pooper. So I'm like, I was like, is this the code? Like, that's like me seeing behind the curtain for the first time. Like, first opportunity. And I was like, I need to come up with one of these. Like, that sounds great. Level I meetings. like that one. Level meetings. Level meetings. I'm going to go take a level meeting. I'll be back in time. <laughs> that's good. I'll change the sign in the bathroom. Instead of, I hope everything comes out okay, it'll be, you're on a level meeting. Enjoy. Hope your level meeting goes well. <laughs> if you forgot something, just check the meeting minutes of your level meeting. <laughs> that was sped quarters, the level meetings. We had a whole conversation about sharding one day. and um... As one does. One does. <laughs> My buddy talked about how his his strategy for uh, if he ever had to fart when he was teaching, when he was student teaching, was he would just dust crop and blame it on a kid. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not above that. That's a great idea. I was always afraid that that would be the not silent as I'm walking by. Like, Miss A, we know that was you. Right. Like, no, that was my shoe. <laughs> it's carpet. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> squeaky carpet. You made it 20 years without it, though. That's incredible. <laughs> I was also terrified when I was pregnant that my water would break. Oh, God. While I oh, was yeah, teaching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And would just be... be like, um, you got something going on there. Oh, God, that would be, oh, man. Uh-huh. That's Those a whole other things. layer. Uh-huh. 
Oh man, I hope I don't encounter that in my 20 years of teaching. <laughs> did I say IEPs yet? I don't think I did. I don't think I so. I feel like that should have been number one. Number one, IEPs? Oh my God, I hated writing IEPs. And the program we got, two years before I uh, took my year leave, we got a new IEP program and it was such a claustrophobic. <laughs> like nobody knew what they were doing got a new department chair and she's like here just read the manual you're not reading the oh, manual gee thanks so yeah i don't miss the ieps and then this year we're supposed to have drafts of the ieps in three days before the meeting so the parents and admin can read them i'm like <laughs> there were days i had a 7 30 iep meeting and i showed up at 7 15 ish and uh, I was putting the finishing touches on it, praying that I could get it printed out before the meeting right, started, right. hoping the parrot would be late because traffic was so bad. Right. There you go. I think the biggest thing I miss, honestly, is the teaching. I really like teaching, like co-teaching and then teaching my own classes. Like I like self-contained and I like co-teaching equally. You build that rapport with the kids and it's something that you can't do when you're having one-to-one conversations like I, yeah. I just miss the making connections with the classes and I like teaching but if I had to choose which I did like I really like my job I'm happy yeah it sounds like it was a great decision it's cool that well and it's nice for it's like I'm new into teaching but it's nice to see the different opportunities for people after yeah. they decide to leave the classroom so it sounds like a great fit yeah because somebody had said uh, oh you should go into like corporate training and then I think about when we have people come in on institute days and they're talking to a group of teachers and we're on our phones or we're zoning out or we're writing lesson plans or right. we're playing bingo yeah, yeah, to yeah. see there how many go. times somebody says whatever, <laughs> whatever the buzzword of gotta the earn, day. Got to earn that happy hour flight. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I don't think I could do that. At least with the kids, like they have to take a test at the end of the day. So... Yeah, no, I don't think I could do that. I don't care. Like, it's not about the money. Mm -hmm. Clearly, I taught at a district that wasn't about the money. <laughs> really, I was in it. Like, you're a teacher because you have a gift to teaching. And not everybody can do it. I think you kind of figure that out pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Like, when I taught K through 4, I'm like, I am not a K through 4 teacher. I don't <laughs> like singing the color songs. Yeah, I, I had 24 kids in that class, and it was a really small classroom. I had 24 special ed kids, and I had three aides oh in there. God. And um, my Spanish, I was really almost semi-fluent in Spanish at that point. Oh, wow. Like, it was kind of cool. Where are you at now with Spanish? Um, I see, I see. It's more than I got. Uh, <laughs> I do okay. When we were in Spain over the summer, I was able to communicate Good story. We were in Barcelona, and we went to the Gaudi house. He's the dude that built the Sagrada Familia, crazy church, which if you ever go to Barcelona, go to Barcelona. Go to Sagrada Familia. And uh, we went to one of the houses that he built. Well, my husband forgot the tickets back at our hotel, and they were on his phone. He's like, I'm just going to put my phone in the safe. All the stuff's on your phone. We're like taking the subway at this point because oh, okay. it's so much cheaper to do it that way. Yeah. And he's like, God damn it, I forgot the tickets are on my phone. So I went up to the like concierge at this this Gaudi house and I'm like, Hola. 
mi esposo olvidó dos billetas and he's like you speak english i'm like see sí. i'm <laughs> yeah, like por qué mi español es bueno he's like yes yes señor your español is muy bueno let's just talk in english and i'm like <laughs> man <laughs> son of a bitch come on he, so he goes up to the other guy he's like um her spanish is amazing but we're just gonna talk in english for this and i'm like <laughs> Wow, wow. <laughs> My pride is gone all those years. That'll take you down a peg. It did. It did. <laughs> but uh, yeah. No, I I was able to hold conferences at the end of my fourth year. Like I had a translator there, but I was able to communicate. I'm going to go 85% effectively with the parents. And then the That's translator would take over the rest. So like conversationally, yeah. I was fluent. Wow. Um, I wish that sounds amazing. It really, it was really cool. Like I took four years in high school, and then I continued in college. So mm. then, just you know, teaching in the city, it was God. It had to be ninety percent Hispanic, and a lot of them like literally came from Valley of Mexico into my classroom. Yeah, and they didn't speak a lick of English. So it's all out of necessity. You, yeah. you learn, like you yeah. go right in that. Where like it is out of necessity, and they they taught me a lot. So I liked learning from them. But at the end of the day, like I'm I'm a high school teacher, mm-hmm. and I thought about going down to the middle school, just doing like a change of venue. And then I'm like, I really don't like middle schoolers. <laughs> Most don't. <laughs> I had a middle schooler. I barely liked him, <laughs> and he's a good kid. <laughs> I remember. So I took four years of French in high school. And I was talking to my buddy the other day. The biggest thing I learned to take away from that French class was the phrase, como dit-on, which is, how do you say? And then you insert the English word. Yes. <laughs> como se dice? That's, That's the, the lifesaver. Spanish version. Well, Lisa, this was, so this, it's been a few years, but this was fun. It felt like we just picked up where I we know. left off. This it's is your great. first podcast, your podcast debut. How, how, how do you think it went? I think it went pretty well. That's good. I feel painless, like I hopefully. can come back again. Oh, absolutely. I'm hoping. <laughs> as long, hopefully I made it painless, all that good stuff. But Definitely. I feel like I, I say that a lot, by the way, all that good stuff or things like that. Or, um, oh, I say, if you haven't already, I say to my kids, if you haven't already turned in your assignment, if you haven't already subscribe, all that shit. <gasps> They're going to make a so bingo much. card out of. <laughs> oh, they should. <laughs> we'll start some tropes for the podcast. Anytime Ryan says, if you haven't already, holy shit. <laughs> if there's ums, I'm screwed. Um, what else do I say a lot? I say definitely a lot. Definitely? I count, yeah. That's a good one, though. That's like an optimistic, like, definitely, like, moving yeah. forward. Like, that's a good trope to I'm going to try that. Definitely. Definitely you should. I'm like, damn it, <laughs> that was a double definitely. <laughs> that's a good one, though. So, you listeners, you should definitely rate and review and definitely make sure if you have someone that listens and they're not subscribed, have them subscribe. If they aren't listening, make sure they listen. So, uh, Lisa... Thank you so much for coming. It was, I mean, you drove all the way down. This Thank was so much fun. Me. Oh, it was a lot This of fun. is amazing. I'm hoping we do some sort of an update where it's like, all right, what's going on with the leave and what's going on with the current job and stuff like that? Because it would be great to hear. And we'll do what's maybe What's going on with lists. bubbly pups? Bubbly pups and uh, sped, <laughs> sped, sped quarters. quarters those sped two quarters. podcasts <laughs> that you're going to start within the next whatever amount of time it may be. But <laughs> So everybody else, thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, there it is right there. So add it to your bingo card. Uh, rate and review whatever app you're listening in. You can reach us classroombrew at gmail.com or at classroombrew on social media. Um, video episodes go up periodically. We haven't done one in a while because 
If you want exclusive content, like video, full-length video episodes, uh, that's going to be for our patrons at patreon.com slash classroombrew. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm sure I forgot a shout-out for someone that gave a rating and review. I will do that next week. But until then, class dismissed. <laughs>